man, God damn. Man, nigga be going through a lot. Ain't no joke over here. Jeez. God damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey. Who hey. Bitch do all the things that broke me down Pain in my versicle, carried in my sound okay. Always about the cash, I bet he do it for the clout I don't like people, that's the way I'm doing now That is all that I'm about, nigga Period. I'm hella broke, I need dough, I need me some more yeah. Cash for you, I don't need to choose, mini money mo I'm yeah. doing Jesus, you a fallen angel, you move high to low I'm a pro, sit back, man, you can watch me do the most Yeah, yeah. Can't watch me do the most, yeah Can't watch me do the most, yeah can watch me do the most. Yeah. Look the way I stand my verses. She's a macaroni. Speak the truth. Nigga, hallelujah. Hey, good morning, good morning, lovely people. Welcome to Everyday People. My name is Quelly. And uh, today, in this episode, I am going to tell you about a mother's love and how unique and amazing it is. So, um,. My mother gave birth to three boys. Me, I'm the middle child, you know, so, you know, sometimes the middle children get forgotten, but I wasn't forgotten. Um, I had an elder brother, then I came in, then my younger brother came in, but she lost two boys. She lost my elder brother and then my younger brother at quite very early ages. I think my elder brother passed when I was like six. And then she got pregnant and gave birth to my junior brother who didn't make it past, I think, two months or so. And he was gone. And I can still remember my mother sitting down and and crying without actually knowing she was crying. Like, she she would just be sitting there and, and tears would be rolling down her eyes. And I was just seven, so I didn't really understand what was going on. I just knew, hey, a couple of people have died. They were my brothers. I was hurt. I was confused. But... I really didn't know how hard it hit my mom and all that. So fast forward to 2003, 2004, my mother was diagnosed with cancer, you know, cancer of the breast. Um, according to the stories, I didn't hear this from her herself, but according to um, some stories I heard from our aunties and other people, they actually gave her the option of having the, the boobs cut off, like, they wanted to remove the weather tumors and all that. And my mother opted for chemotherapy because uh, she was an Anglican. She was raised a Catholic, became an Anglican. So um, there's this weird belief that if any parts of your body is cut off, you you might end up in heaven with the same body parts cut off or something like that. I really don't know the, the nitty gritties of that story, but that's what I was told. And so she opted for chemotherapy. And I was there for a whole year during that process. And it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, had throat, had sore. She couldn't swallow. She lost her hair. Like, it was crazy. But one thing that always stood out to me was her undying love for me through all that she was going through. I mean, she was going through a lot of pain. She was going through a whole lot of pain. I recall one time she went blind suddenly i don't know if it was from the cancer or it was from the chemotherapy or what but she went blind for like a whole month she couldn't see anything the only way she could recognize me was with my voice right and it was crazy i was scared i was confused i was mad at god like what's up like you don't do this thing to good people like my mother 
was a very good person. Like, do you know those people that just they'll they'll take the clothes off their backs for you? That's the kind of person she was. So, seeing her go through all this and seeing her go through all this pain and suffering, I started wondering, yo, doesn't being good count for anything in God's books? You know, because I felt like if somebody did all this good, she adopted people and was looking after them, you know. So, I was like, she's doing all these good things and the best thing you could do for her is to kill her with cancer. Like, who does that? So, I was mad at God. I was mad at everybody. And but my mother's love was always shining through. Like she was, she was always showing her love for me. It was as if to her, so far as I was okay and happy, nothing else mattered, you know. And this thing was displayed to me one day. I walk in on my mother, and she was crying during that session that she was blind. She was crying; tears were rolling down her eyes. Uh, sorry, tears were rolling down her face, and when I went, I was like, "What's? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you are you in pain?" She said, "No, she's not in pain." So I was like, "Why are you crying? What is the problem?" And then she looked at me without actually seeing me, and she said, she held my hands and said, "I'm scared for you." You know, oh, shit, this. She said, I'm scared for you because I'm not afraid to die. But I am scared of what might happen to you if I'm not here for you. Right? And that thing hit me so hard because I was like, there's somebody who could die anytime. There's somebody who anything could wrong, go wrong for her. She could just die from this cancer and all that. And she was more concerned for me than for her own safety, than for her own health. She was like, I am not scared to die. What scares me is the fact that I will not be here for you. And it was crazy. And there was this other time I went to town, like I've, I've been at home for a long time running errands going up and down trying to make sure everything was okay and one day a couple of my friends came around i think it was getting to christmas or so they came around and were like oh let's go out and have some fun and i asked my mom she was like yeah you you've been working really hard you've been home all, t- all the time you don't go anywhere you just step out but come home early and so we went out and i go home around 12 a.m right Imagine this. I get home at 12 a.m. My mom was still going through chemotherapy sessions. And I go home at 12 a.m. And she was sitting outside. Alone. At 12 a.m. And I was so sure. I was like, what are you doing outside? She said, I wanted to make sure you go home safe before I went to bed. And I never, I never, I never stayed out that late anymore until my mom passed because I knew she was going to come sit outside to wait for me. And those two periods hit me really hard. It, it taught me life lessons that there are truly a love that suppresses all understanding. There's truly a love that goes above and beyond whatever definition we can give to our understanding of love. I mean, there's somebody who... Is supposed to be inside who is dealing with 
burns and 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 weakness and you know all the other stuff that comes with chemo sessions and she's outside 12 a.m sitting in front of a door waiting for a son to come home safe there's some that is that his son that has nothing wrong with him waiting for him to come home safe that is the kind of love i can't explain it's inexplicable it is amazing it's beautiful and i think it's 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 one of the greatest expressions of love i've ever experienced from anybody you know and I, I i i don't know how mothers do it most of the time i don't know how they're able to manage all this but it's like they just have this undying love for their children no matter what it is they can insult you they can they can tell you the craziest stuff right they can call you the worst names but get in trouble right now and they'll be ready to go to war for you they'll be ready to ride or die for you and that is something that we all need to experience i, I feel like we all need to experience that kind of love at least once in our lifetime uh unfortunately my mom couldn't make it um she died in 2004 and it hit me, it hit me really, really hard because I hated God for a long time after that. I, I hated God with a passion for a long time after that because in my mind, good people are not supposed to go out like that. And what hurt me the most was she go well, like she, she bit cancer, right? And then he came back, you know, I felt like God was toying with, with us, like why give her hope and then snatch it away like that? I was hurt for a long time. Now I'm I'm trying to like I'm understanding God a little better and I'm trying to get back to 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 God and all that. But at that time I was hurt. I was hurting bad and I lashed out a lot at God, at Christianity and all that. But the whole point of this story is to let you know that there's somebody out there who loves you unconditionally, who's ready to lay down their lives for you who's ready to go to war for you who's ready to ride or die for you and i pray that one day each and every one of us each and every one of you will experience this kind of love until next time this is quelly it's everyday people leave love and learn i'm out Trouble, that's real baloney, real facts. You can say my name, but you don't ever know me. Why you gotta call for feature when you doing a lot about? How many times should I tell you I don't listen? Corny rocks, radio play. I do not pay, cause I don't need it now. Just got in the game, I'm not gonna stay, I'm just a passerby. Yeah, but that's whatever. You a champion, but I'm the people champion. Yeah. Just pray that I make it, I'll probably make you a janitor. Yeah. Niggas already broke, I need deliverance if I'm envious. You ain't got shit to lose, you need a miracle like Lazarus. That swag, nigga, fall back. Woo. I don't need your love, I got a lock, boy, you can hold that. Hold that. Time to you didn't watch my moves, I already know that. Yeah. No facts, it feels kinda good. Cause that's a big flex. Yeah. That's how they cloud your mouth. Big flex, nigga. Stop playing with me, nigga.